0: It's like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin.
1: Like this guy here. His name is Fagan.
0: Harrison Fagan.
1: Welcome everybody to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. I promised you guys a special guest. That special guest um is coming on later next week. Instead, Harrison, hey, bud. I wasn't the special guest. You know, you're special, Harrison. Yeah, I listened to the podcast. Damn,
0: Anthony's really excited to have me on this week. That's that's really nice of him.
1: No, you know what it was? I had a really special guest, and I canceled that special guest because um you sent that tweet to pissed off. Basically all of Arizona.
0: What tweet? Oh, the the sun tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm having i uh, I'm having trouble keeping track of which fan bases are upset with me over tweets I didn't really think were going to be that big of a deal.
1: Hey, yeah, it's, I think that's just going to be our show. Our brand from now on, we didn't think it would be that big of a deal. Oh my God. It was a big deal.
0: Yeah. Well, I I will say (laughs) that one of us does that with a little more consistency than the other one.
1: Look, all you need from a point guard in a LeBron organization is consistency. (laughs) And
0: well, Lakers
1: didn't get that. Am I better than Russ? Who's to say? No, but <laughs> am I, I better at Russ for a second? Am I better at Russ at my job?
0: I think it's an argument. I thought that was the question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So today we have two topics that we're going to hit on. Um. One, this DeMar DeRozan story just keeps on coming back uh, for a variety of reasons. So Harrison and I are going to explain what we know about the, that situation, the math behind it, and why. Despite DeMar's insistence on salting the wound, and I understand why he would want to salt the wound, but despite that, it wasn't really in the cards for the Lakers um, at all. So we're going to talk about that, and then we are uh, going to, look, the Lakers season just looks more hopeless, seemingly by the hour, Um, not even by the game. It's like, yeah, from the time that I started this sentence to now, there is less hope. In this Lakers season, than there was 30 seconds ago.
0: Well, just mathematically, that's the case. It's like every, (laughs) you know, you think about how many Lakers fans there are in the world, and just like mathematically, like probably one of them loses hope every you know every certain <laughs> amount of minutes like cuz they they read an SSR article or they listen to a podcast yeah. or whatever like you know if you were to average it out over like the entire Lakers fan base like how many will lose faith after the game tonight and then you just average that out over the hours since the last game like i don't think that every 30 seconds like a Lakers fan loses faith in this team it's like that far off mathematically
1: yeah, I think uh Like if you I, use I,
0: the stretch provision on their misery, you know, and you spread it out over the course of the day. Well, I think
1: most people are just waiving the team. Like yeah. they've they're they're just buying out the team. They, you know, cutting their losses on the investment that they made in this season. The amount of people have just that I've seen on. had replied to my tweets with, I'm so sorry you have to watch this team. Like <laughs> my own mother-in-law said that the other day. She doesn't know anything about sports and she's like and boy this lakers like season you. wow I've that too really yeah 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 so i told her i'm not sick or anything and she's like oh well in that case <laughs> <laughs> um so the other the other uh half of this conversation uh, regarding the lack of hope in this season is that you know the longer that this goes on and uh the further that the lakers kind of fall from Not even the like the finals picture is just like out of the question completely. What do we even call it? Like the the playoff picture, playing contention. Yeah, they're they're like technically still in playing contention only because the other teams they
0: are still in playing contention.
1: Well, right. No, but like they are, but they aren't moving on from that first game, right? So I don't know. We'll just call them in purgatory. So as the Lakers fall further into purgatory. Uh, It starts to, you know, the question of whether it's smart to have LeBron continue to put Miles on a body that is banged up, whether it's smart to bring Anthony Davis and rush him back um, with a body that could be banged up. um, When, look, next year feels like the last hurrah at this thing, the last real shot that of this uh, title window, do you want to put that in any risk whatsoever at any risk whatsoever, I think that's a fair conversation. So we're going to discuss that on the second half of this podcast. Um, really exciting stuff all around today. Why the Lakers didn't get a good player and why (laughs) why I was going to say speaking should shut down the two that they have. So speaking of people losing hope,
0: like just to illustrate how little hope still exists for people, Anthony and I are recording this before the Lakers play the Timberwolves. Uh, I don't know when he's going to actually publish it, but like, no, you know, go we, right both, up. we both came to the conclusion that, the, okay, so that's not going to be a secret for people, but we both came to the conclusion, the probably correct one, that nothing is going to happen in this game that <laughs> positively affects yeah. how we feel about this season.
1: Yeah. Like, even if they win, it's just like, you know, somebody waking gonna up be right before It's going to be because LeBron they went
0: for like 70 or something, you know? Like, yeah.
1: it's... Yeah, but he will literally not cross half court. Like, hey, he'll, if he he'll gets sc-
0: 70, it doesn't matter. You know,
1: like, <laughs> he won't cross half court. Hey, Vivek, are you interested? Lakers might play four on five tonight, or four on four tonight. <laughs> Just keep one guy down there. Yeah, the,
0: the king the king steals some ideas from the kings. He yeah. already stole their name, you know.
1: He- <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start, though, with tomorrow, and we'll do this really quickly. So Chris Haynes apparently hopped into a Lakers Twitter Spaces, and um, I, I look. We I'm going to be honest. allegedly
0: reported because we're going off of Twitter summaries because neither right. you or I were in it, and we there's no
1: recording because
0: that's uh, no one puts these Twitter Spaces up, I guess. So
1: right, it's weird. Um, that you wouldn't, Anthony,
0: we do that for, we do that for all of you, but
1: yeah, it's it's weird. You would spend, some people spend hour upon hour upon hour in these things. One, I don't know how you do that Two, I don't know how you do that. And you don't get anything from it anyway. Um, (laughs) Chris Haynes hopped in one of these Twitter spaces and I'm guessing was asked about DeMar DeRozan. What happened there? And, um, it's I'm way funnier to imagine that he just brought it up. He just him. like hopped in there. Guys, guys, yeah. guess what? He's
0: like, guys, I got, I got some breaking news for you. <laughs> Wasn't even asked to like ask on stage. Ago. He just raised his hand. They brought him up and he just yeah. like, guys, I got a scoop for you from my yeah. article from like November.
1: Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. Thank you very much for hopping on with us. Thank you very much. How are you doing? He goes, I'm great. You know, who else is great? DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who's not the Lakers? <laughs> so uh you know apparently it was some kind of a rehash of the situation there how things went down we know that DeMar really wanted to be a Laker we know that he's having an incredible season and so like I said earlier I don't hold it against him whatsoever that he would want to salt the Lakers wounds for basically choosing in his mind choosing Russ over himself not right? even
0: really in his mind like that is functionally what they chose like once they did that it was g- like he would have had to take like the mid-level like that just wasn't going to happen
1: right yeah but but yeah. like even there but even there though like the choice on russ uh left them a little bit more flexible at least in theory than yes. bringing in demar DeRozan. The Theory
0: part is the important thing to remember <laughs> say, here in right. theory you in know, theory. as of last summer, there was an argument that in theory, this made them more. And honestly, there's still an argument that it made them more flexible, depending on how you define flexibility.
1: Right. Um. So basically, if the Lakers had gone with DeMar DeRozan, it would have been a sign of trade. It would have hard capped them, right? And with that hard cap, given the contracts that the Lakers already had on their books, they literally would not have been able to offer DeMar DeRozan the contract that he has right now. So just inherently he would have had to take a pay cut now he did say at one point that he was willing to take some kind of a pay cut to play with the lakers he was really open to playing with the lakers a lot of lakers fans uh, lakers twitter really ran with that to say oh my god he's gonna sign at the mid level you idiots um but the but what hey hold on now i mean he was
0: openly kind of flirted like this was after the rust trade harrison talking about this like he-, he you know he knew what he was suggesting
1: No, he was. I don't think it was after. I think it was before. It was. Uh, You might
0: be right. Yeah, I don't know.
1: It was before, like if the Lakers were ever going to get confidence. them, he it's, wasn't it's, gonna. It's he wasn't sin. gonna take like twenty five yeah. of twenty five million dollar a year pay cut. Yeah, so like the the thing,
0: what we know, we know that the Spurs have wanted Kuzma since the draft. Like they have wanted Kyle. Big Kuzma. Pop Greg Popovich hugely loves Kyle Kuzma. Actually, like people forget this now that he won the gold medal, but Popovich, after that like World Championships the summer before, was talking about how losing Kyle Kuzma had like really like hamstrung that team. Like there there may not be a bigger Kuzma fan than Greg Popovich. So we know that maybe that would have been enough to get him to begrudgingly work with the Lakers, especially for a guy that he knows was going to leave anyway. Like they knew that DeMar was gone. But even if you're doing that, so not only would it have hard capped the Lakers, but DeMar, you know, would have had to take, like the most he could have gotten in a sign and trade if it was just for Kuzma would have been 16 million. And yeah. that would have been like a ten million dollar pay cut over right. what he did get, right? And and like again, he said that's, technically that's per at V him on Twitter. I didn't do that math myself. I don't trust myself.
1: So you know, uh, according to him, he said he was willing to take some kind of a pay cut, Um, whether that is a a nine figure pay cut or, or an eight figure pay cut. Like you know, I that's a big ask. Seems unlikely. based on what we know about NBA
0: players and the contract that we saw that he was able to get.
1: Even at that time, it was funny because I forget who he was on. I don't know if it was with Haynes or if it was with, no, you know who it was with? It was with Shannon Sharp. He did that show with Shannon Sharp and Shannon asked him directly. I
0: remember we had to aggregate this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he asked, he asked directly, everybody talks about whether they're willing to take less to go out and win a championship. Um, everybody says that until they actually have to, um, how willing are you to do it? And he gave the stock answer. He gave like the, oh, well, you know, we have to look at what's in the cards. We have to look at what the, uh, what the offers are, but yeah, sure. I would like, I, am committed to winning a championship. It's one of the things I would really like to do. And people ran with the second part of that. But the first part of that was, I thought the more important part, right? (laughs) seeing as uh you know again you're talking about you and and by the way i'm not holding it against any athlete ever who wants to get paid like these guys have a once in a lifetime opportunity to get this kind of money that sets them up forever sets their family up forever sets gen it's generational wealth that is on the table here i don't have any problem whatsoever with guys taking what they can and he did and and you know, Again, it's gone great for him in Chicago. He has been one of the cooler stories in the NBA this year. The Lakers are the opposite of that. And I understand why he would sit there and say, you see what y'all missed? You see what you guys did to yourself? And that's essentially how I read all of these stories.
0: Yeah, and so, like, the, the whole thing about, like, oh, they didn't want to offer him a three-year deal or whatever, like, all of that is sort of moot if they just didn't want to hard cap themselves because they wanted to feel the roster. Now, again, you can quibble with the roster decisions they ended up making in the aftermath of that, and whether or not hard capping themselves mm-hmm. for DeMar DeRozan, in hindsight, would have been a lot smarter, but there were legitimate arguments to be made for Russ at that time. DeMar did not look like this his last couple years with the Spurs, where he was this, like, you know, everybody's talking about him, like, he's not going to win MVP. But people are saying he should be like on the ballot at the very least. Mm-hmm. And, you know, has had a great season in Chicago. No, It has been far, far better than Russ. I am skeptical that he would have looked this good on the Lakers, uh, considering sort of the iffy fit there. Mm-hmm. And it, that similar fit issues as Russ, frankly. And like, I'm not saying it wouldn't have gone better because he's clearly a better player at this. He's point, a better but, shooter
1: than Russ. It helps. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so I'm I'm not saying that it wouldn't have gone better, but there were legitimate financial and basketball arguments beyond just cheapness to not do this at the time. And I'm just hesitant to be like, "Oh, like this was a done deal. It was so close. I know DeMar has said this stuff and whatever." But like the Lakers, you know, I said this on Twitter, but like the Lakers wanted DeMar so badly that they traded for Russ before they could legally negotiate a contract with him or a sign and trade with the Spurs. Like Right. But it doesn't sound like they wanted him that bad or like it was that close, you know? Like Yeah, I mean, well, again, it comes down to... It was not something that they were going to seriously pursue or they would not have necessarily made that decision when they did. And I'm not saying that, you know, the Lakers didn't tamper or they did tamper or whatever. Like, you know, I'm sure that they did their due diligence on this in the ways that NBA teams do and like we've seen NBA teams get fined for. But Mm -hmm. it, you know, everything that we know and all of reality paints a picture that this was not really all that close to happening.
1: It was just not feasible. Yeah. It was It was just it, so many things would have had to fall into place. You need that, like 20 ifs. That don't normally fall into place, right? Yeah. It, an athlete taking that kind of a pay cut, an organization being willing to hard cap themselves even after that pay cut. Like, it's just the Spurs working with the Lakers at all, you know? Like, it. it's just there's a lot at, at play here that makes it really difficult to really buy into this and look this is me talking right like yeah I'll you're take, ready to hit
0: the Lakers for anything this anything is like one, yeah
1: and anything even and
0: you are like yeah i can't really criticize them for this that much and you know i, given I just what we don't knew see
1: how it would have happened yeah. like I, I just don't see how it would have happened um and and you know uh, given the information that i have now if damar says definitively yeah i would have taken a 10 million dollar pay cut this being on the Lakers was worth ten million dollars a year to me. Then, like I would say, all right, we have to rethink some of this. But as he hasn't said that, I just can't get myself to really care. I, I just yeah. can't. But <laughs> I have so I, I I have so little energy left on this season, and I'm not going to spend it there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and even Demar has said. You know, like he was asked by Taylor Rooks, this was a few months ago, for the sake of the report, were you going to take a substantial pay cut to be able to play for the Lakers? And DeMar laughed and said, substantial? I wouldn't say substantial.
1: (laughs) 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 And again, and again, DeMar, get yours. I'm really happy that you got paid and you're really happy right now. But to those people who want to continue running with this story, that has to be taken into account.
0: This is just, all this (laughs) is... And we're going to continue to hear about this because you mentioned the Damar wants to salt the wound factor. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the reality is we're going to hear about this even through anonymous sources, you know, because everyone is trying to, point the finger for this off season. And that's only going to get louder over the next month is this team that every, the you know, uh, like a Laker fan loses their hope every 30 seconds in, you know, uh, <laughs> as, as they continue to fall further and further, even from, you know, ostensible play in contention and, you know, continue to fall further behind the contention picture.
1: Do you think it's like every time somebody sees Russell Westbrook shoot, their drop, their hope just drops like it's Just, yeah, nope, nope.
0: It's like, oh, man, that was the one that finally convinced me that this is not
1: going to (laughs) work. How did he knock the scoreboard off the backboard? What? Why are you shooting it that hard?
0: Um, All right. He shot like 9% from three, I saw, like, since the All-Star break. That's – single digits is rough. It's hard to get enough (laughs) attempts and be bad enough to fall into
1: single digits. (laughs) You know? God. And like, look because somebody somebody on on Twitter the other day because I, I I made a joke about Russ right that he uh it was after he only spoke for ninety seconds after the last game, and I said that was the most efficient that he has been all year, and somebody also, like
0: if you're if you're not a journalist, I don't know like why do you care about that? you know what I mean like I, I don't yeah. And even journalists, it's like, what? You know, you could. He would have taken more questions. It's just he answered all of them with three words. He had nothing to say. What do you want him to say at this point? You know, like I've never understood there's nothing that. Nothing left to say about this team. <laughs> I've never understood
1: that analysis, like caring that, about the amount of time to to and co- all that to stuff. Come
0: up with this. Like I mentioned that, you know, somebody asked me, and the I said story
1: is a- that he only spoke for ninety seconds. He's yeah. so upset that he could only speak for ninety seconds. That's the story. There what you does go. He to
0: say like, Why yeah, that? you know, we we played bad still yeah like I don't
1: yeah I'm not great I'm sorry
0: hand up this one's (laughs) on me guys
1: (laughs) publicly he'll say that um so uh moving on to that season or this season and and where the Lakers currently stand they are I believe two losses ahead of the Blazers in the uh you know in the two (laughs) I don't even like calling it a race yeah, they're two and a half games, but they're like two losses. The up.
0: Yeah, they're two yeah. and a half games ahead of the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, you know, they are only one and a half games ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans. Right. Or the tenth and, seed. And the tenth and, se- the tenth and final play in spot, they're, you know, two and a half from dropping out entirely and being passed by the Blazers, who are doing everything within their power to fall out of this race.
1: So my question is if the Lakers should match that energy and <laughs> do everything in their power to not play also. Um, it's not, I, I'm, I'm being facetious there. I'm not saying that the Lakers should try to fall out of, of the in. I, I was going to say, can't...
0: Anthony, if you want them to take for draft picks, I have bad news.
1: Hold on. What
0: <laughs> they use draft picks on this team. I don't know if this one is from this team. Is this pick from this team? I don't think I... so.
1: I don't think so. It's going to I Memphis. I think this
0: pick is from the AD trade cuz it went from the Pelicans yeah. like partially protected to the Grit. So I believe this is still from the AD trade. So, so you'll um, at least have a title to show for this one. It's okay. Like th- this yeah. one, you know, you can you can survive. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it like that.
1: The uh the Lakers though, like I said, two losses ahead of the Portland Trailblazers. The reason I always look at losses is cuz you can't like once you have 41 losses, the Lakers aren't going to get to 41 losses. That's why that's why I always Kind of look at that first, and um, look, they aren't going anywhere. The Blazers are clearly not going anywhere.
0: Wait, the what Pel- do you mean the Lakers aren't going to get to forty-one losses? They have thirty-nine. nine. are you or no? Are you-
1: How do I do that? <laughs> well, never mind. I guess I've been looking at that wrong. I, yeah. There's 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 a line of logic there. That <laughs> I was going to say Anthony, followed. unless
0: you're very optimistic about these final
1: 14 games,
0: I would say it is very likely that the yeah, Lakers they'll get, get to at least get to 41, 41 losses. losses.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But will they get to 41 losses before the Blazers get to like 45 losses? Right? Like that's the yeah. yeah. That's the question. No, I mean um, the
0: real the, the, to put the standings in perspective. Like you'll you, anyone who is dedicated enough to still be listening to a Lakers podcast. First of all, thank you, yes. and second, we we watch the games so you don't have to. Um, and second of all, you know you'll remember that a couple months ago, campaign Suns backup point guard extraordinaire hopped in a Lakers Twitter Spaces to call the team the worst team in the West. Like, why are you still talking about this team? Turns out he was ahead of his time. But for context. The Lakers are closer to being the worst team in the West than they are the Suns. Like they are like almost twice as close to being in last place in the Western Conference as they are to the best team in the conference. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> just sort of just to put it in perspective. They're like they're like about 12 games oh,
1: from Oh, all right. I figured out I figured out why. I figured out okay. why I look at losses. The Blazers cannot get to 39 losses.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So they can't go up, up or they can't go down. Yeah. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to understand your math here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I legit just like completely brain farted there for a second. So
0: the Blazers, if they could though, would be happy to take the Lakers losses. If yes. the NBA would allow them to do that, they would take those on just to drop down further for another draft pick.
1: So, uh, anyway, all of this is to say that the Lakers aren't going anywhere. Nobody really in that collection of teams, 9, 10, or 11, are really going anywhere. Um, And, you know, so long as this season goes on, I know LeBron really cares about the scoring title. I know he really cares about his points total. Um, I know that Anthony Davis would like to end the season on more of a high note so that Not every bit of analysis about him is about his injuries. I know that there are all kinds of reasons. And by the way, like when we talk about should the Lakers shut these guys down, it's not going to be up to the Lakers. Like both these guys have the kind of cachet in the organization that it's going to be up to them. No, I I want to keep playing. LeBron, I want to keep on chasing Kareem. Uh, AD, I want to get back out there. I want to try to show that I can, what I look like if I'm healthy. Um... I, and I, I understand where they're coming from, both of those players are coming from, uh, if, if that is their desire. But for me, if, if the Lakers did have that amount of power to make this decision, that's where I'm having this conversation from. And again, this year's not going anywhere. Next year, the Lakers have a chance at getting back into title contention. They won't be the title favorite, that's not happening, but they can get back into title contention but they flat out cannot do that if LeBron or Anthony Davis are not a hundred percent and dude, I can't get the image of the back of LeBron's knee out of my head from a few weeks back. And even he has said that that's not something that can get any better until he stops playing Anthony Davis, this, this mid foot sprain. I'm right now I'm dealing with plantar fasciitis and this like pain in the middle of your foot is just miserable. It's miserable, and you know he was in a walking boot a week ago, and so like I look at I look at both of these no, he's guys been out of the boot longer than that, hasn't he? Uh, maybe two weeks. Yeah, I feel like it's been a week to and a half since two he's weeks been out of the boot. Yeah, fine. I mean, he's been out of the boot a little longer than that. Um, but he was. But regardless, though, it's not it's not you know a simple recovery. You know, it, it, it's news that he's back on the court shooting like that's. That's what's wild is that, you know, he's supposed to go from hey look at me I'm back shooting to playing some of the. And most... still
0: shooting too. That, yeah. that was specified, but it stands still shooting.
1: Right. Uh, he. It, what it sounds like is it's really difficult. It's a. It's a really stiff injury to try to deal with. So, yeah, this is this is where the Lakers are at, and uh, that's not changing for for either of these guys. I don't think where they're at physically they might get margin LeBron, or ad might get marginally better but i don't know that we can definitively say that about lebron and and again like both these guys need to be a hundred percent so that we can at least next year do the math or the, the analysis of well so long as they have those two guys you have to have some faith in them right they aren't going to have that this year so like why not just move on from this season entirely let russ be russ on his way out and 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 be done be done with this whole damn thing
0: I hear what you're saying I'm just not sure what even if the Lakers could decide this w- what is their motivation for doing that
1: getting those guys healthy making sure that they're absolutely healthy at the beginning of the offseason so that they can go back to their normal routine
0: so basically like, just like we, it, the, the motivation is like protecting against some sort of catastrophic injury that makes things worse and sets back next season.
1: Not even, does it have to be catastrophic? Like if it's just an aggravation, LeBron had a well, softball then, on the back of his knee. Like we saw that thing. We saw that picture.
0: Look, I, I am empathetic to that. I'm not saying like, oh, it doesn't matter or, you know, or anything like that. But like yeah. as far as the Lakers go and as far as next season goes, isn't that getting aggravated functionally sort of the same thing when you have that much, as much time off as they're going to have uh, before the next season, you know, barring some sort of catastrophic and like, again, like knock on wood, like that nothing like that happens. Mm -hmm. I I don't really see how any of this matters for next season, unless it, you know, unless they have something either different happen or make it so much worse that it sets them back going into next season. And so I guess like, if you're just, from the almost like fantasy basketball perspective of, okay, like I am done with this season. I am ready to move on. I am going to just, you know, make sure that we protect these guys from themselves for next season. Make sure that they're healthy, getting out of this, and they Mm -hmm. can just have some extra weeks to rest up, and we just give it another go again next year. But the only pushback that I would give on that is not necessarily that it's the wrong choice, because I think there are legitimate arguments to be made for that, because this season is hopeless. But I just don't know if they feel that way, and if they don't— No, they they, do. they they feel that way right now the thing that i wonder about based on sort of what they've said and their actions in trying to bring ad back and lebron continuing to play and try and you know taking games off here and there to stay healthy but still chasing the scoring title staying out there like do they really feel like they might be able to do something if these guys come back you know like if ad comes back and looks like himself you know i'm not certain that at the very least that the organization is solely talked out of that even if they haven't necessarily indicated it fully with their actions, you know, by at the trade deadline or anything like that. Like I think that they're holding out hope for a miracle on some level, even if, you know, you and I know that, and I think everyone listening to this knows that that's probably not happening, but I think maybe that is the hope. And that is why they would not do that. And also just the message that it sends of like, Hey, we're not getting a draft pick for this or whatever, but we hate this team as much as you do. And like we're just shutting it down and the accountability message that that's and the, the image that that paints of the job that Palinka did putting together this team that Vogel did coaching it, whatever. Like, I don't think anybody involved wants to just admit that this is totally gone and failed, failed, even if their body language on the court indicates that every single time that they play.
1: I mean, that's, I, I, what do you care more about what they maybe hope for or what they show us? Right? Like, wh- wh- when it comes to the amount of faith that they have you in know, this season. No, me
0: personally, me personally, uh, you know, I, I sort of agree with you that that's probably the right choice. I just don't know. Like, if I'm putting myself in Rob polinka's shoes or I'm putting myself in LeBron's shoes or AD's shoes, do I want to publicly admit that and have, uh, you know, the additional accountability that comes from that to me that I'm just giving up on this team? He did. He did it at the trade deadline. Like, we sh- it you, come on, Anthony, you know that there's a little bit of a difference between not making the move at the trade deadline, sort of how you're able to defend that of like, no, we feel like this roster can be better with health and whatever. You know, you can defend that. But if you if he goes to Genie Bus and he says, you know, hey, the season's lost, you know, obviously we're we're just gonna shut down LeBron and ED, what does that say about the job that he did?
1: You know? It's already spoken for itself. Like a, like a, a, what you what you're talking about is like mouth service or lip service to like to to this thing that it, it but it doesn't matter all what
0: says. all this team cares about is lip service towards that this isn't their
1: fault fine but like <laughs> again <laughs> it is his fault like it doesn't it doesn't well sure but do they <laughs> like, want to it, admit that it, or it, not, it, so, again uh,
0: before anyone gets really mad everyone has a piece of blame i'm just saying like you know anyone admitting this is admitting their culpability in it essentially I'm not saying this is all Polinka's fault or all whoever's fault or whatever. Didn't,
1: all right, so didn't LeBron admit to his own culpability by really, really wanting Russ traded? Hey, my bad, guys. I fucked up. We should get this guy out of here. We can't win with this guy.
0: Yeah, LeBron, I think, is to a degree, uh, continuing to is looking. He even admitted this that he's looking for the small victories in the season. Now he said that about uh, yeah, because they like, aren't you know, getting some, any. Other it <laughs> was like a st- statistical milestone. We but were I think winning that as quarters. Long as he can go out there and rack up points. I think he's going to continue to because that's all that is going to come from the season is he can get a little closer to Kareem, like. Right. And and so again, I don't think he's going to ask to shut it down. You think AD wants to miss the entire rest of the season with the way that people are talking about him and how we've seen that he responds to that, like coming back and playing on like with one leg in the playoffs because Charles Barkley called him street clothes on TNT. Like, you know, it, it's like none of these people. But we saw seen, what happened there. Well, yes, but we, we saw seen, the outcome yes but we've seen through his actions that that is like that he's not just going to want to admit like yeah i'm just too hurt i can't come back and have people talk about him the way that that is going to lead to
1: but again like we saw what happened when he let that get to him and he decided he was going to come back and try to give it a go he looked awful he wasn't he, he wasn't able to do anything on the court and then he got hurt and that could have been a disastrous injury. Yeah, like, it
0: ended up they ended up being lucky that it was that it wasn't as uh, as bad as it could have been.
1: The whole time he was out there, me and Jenner saying, "This makes no sense." It was
0: like from the second the tip, like it, it cannot be overstated how much it looked like he did not belong out there from the first second that he a- attempted
1: to move around. And I know that like the last thing we need from this season are more bad memories. But I remember the the Mare season at the end of that. Where like it took Kobe playing forty-eight minutes a night to try to get the Lakers back into the playoff picture. And at the end of it, his body his body literally said, I can't do this anymore. You know? And and he was never the same after that. You know, and and uh now look, I think Kobe was playing a hell of a lot harder on both ends of the court than LeBron is playing right now. Um and and like <laughs> event. And I also think uh LeBron's body is more capable of dealing with uh you know these kinds of circumstances. LeBron's also than, older, yeah, but he's bigger, and yeah. I think it's it's a little easier for him to kind of go through the motions. Kobe also. No, like, I just wanted to say, like, in defense of the defensive effort at times and stuff like like he,
0: he does have a lot more miles at this point yeah. than yeah
1: but but still like we saw like again i I hate talking about it too because I can I can pinpoint exactly where I was when I watched that happen when I watched that injury happen and that injury in I remember that game too Kobe went down a couple times and he was holding his ankle and I remember thinking, what are we doing here? what are we doing here yeah, what no, is going not, on and then I'm, and then bang and again Kobe was literally never the same he was not, like he, he was, he was like a, he was, I, I would say, I would say at that point, that was some like really good basketball he was playing. He was moving the ball around and stuff. And, and the Lakers were winning games. He was like an eight and a half out of like, or like an eight out of 10. He never got close to eight out of 10. He was like a six to a six and a half from that point forward.
0: Yeah. So I'm not in disagreement with you that that would, you know, just in a vacuum probably be, like the right choice if you're just i mean they've clearly shown that they're punting on this season and getting ready for the next one they showed it at the trade deadline like you know the players have shown it with their levels of effort in most of these games and especially defensively and things like that it would honestly be the most honest thing that this team could do (laughs) would be to just kind of shut just forfeit the rest of their games because that's what they're doing out on the court for the most part anyway but i'm just saying that from what we have seen in terms of Everyone involves willingness to either take public accountability or to admit that they are punting on the season, or whether because they have different motivations for pushing back on narratives or racking up statistical production or whatever you want to attribute it to, they very clearly all want to at the very least play this out to the end and maybe not play it particularly hard out to the end but they're going to do it because everyone involved has kind of different motivate like rob's not going to go to lebron and adine and ask them to shut it down because that would be admitting that this roster that he constructed was a failure and that it's headed nowhere and again he should at least have
1: that conversation though like he should at least say hey guys like look we have to and by the way, Aaron has said on multiple times on this show and other shows, whether it's spaces, whatever, that the Lakers are already looking at scenarios for this upcoming offseason. Like, they are all basically moved on anyway. To at be fair, every, the every front office
0: is doing that at this time, to some degree, just because there's not sure. only the front some office can't really others. do anything else now, past the trade deadline, past the buyout market.
1: Some, some more than others. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and like that that's all i look i think it's it would be worth at least a conversation and say hey lebron i know why you would want to keep playing ad i know why you would want to come back i understand that however i was kobe's agent and i watched that guy break his body for a hopeless season and i know what that was like watching that from my perspective and it might behoove everybody involved here to just cut their losses on this season and get as healthy as they can possibly be so that we can get into the off season, do all of the necessary work. You guys do all of the necessary work on your guys' bodies. We all work collaboratively to fix the shit that we just put together this year and we all move on. I think it's worth the conversation.
0: I don't even entirely disagree. I, I just don't foresee it for all the reasons yeah. that I mentioned. Plus you have other stuff like, you know, this is the kind of stuff that nobody talks about, but you know, the, the team has not been selling out like the la- like there've been a couple non-sellout games the last couple weeks. Like they're trying to keep people showing up to the, ar- maybe, maybe they shut them down after their last home game. Uh, once they realize <laughs> that they're not getting a home playoff game or play in game
1: or like LeBron just doesn't play on the road. He does the Phil Jackson thing. He just, <laughs> just plays in home games. From, well, no, I mean, we know out. that
0: LeBron wants to play on the road for those fans that buy those tickets just to yeah. see him, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, this is something that he, I, that like, to be honest, I think true. LeBron probably cares more about playing on the road than he does at home, you know, just because like, that might be, especially depending on where you're going, that might be that, friend like... You, that one fans one chance to go see him live and he feels like he owes it to them. And I believe, I believe him when he says yeah. stuff like, no, that. I, you know, he and, and so, Kobe
1: and Michael all said stuff like that. All yeah, the there are a
0: lot that. of those mm-hmm. really greats, you know, do not, Kind of like, and obviously they're going to sit out if they're hurt and they can't play. Like, that's not going, they're not going to go out there on crutches or something like that. But if they feel like they can give it a go, they're at least going to give it a go for that, you know, like we saw with that little girl that was so excited about seeing Steph, and the Warriors ended up getting her tickets to the next game in Denver. And, you know, but Mm -hmm. if you do that in, uh, like, where are they going? This They're going to Washington, I believe, on Friday, right? You know, that's mm-hmm. their only time in Washington. So if there are any LeBron fans in Washington, they bought a ticket just to see him. And I'm not saying that this is something that we as fans, you know, or like like anyone listening to this podcast should care about. I just think that we would be di- being dishonest if yeah. we acted like this kind of stuff doesn't matter. Out of their- thinking mm-hmm. and for the home games and stuff like they want to they want to reward those season ticket holders they want to get people still buying tickets to these games and showing up and buying merchandise and feeling like this team has a chance so that they will you know show up for you know if they hey look if they if they make it out of the play-in game then they have at least two home playoff games that they got to sell tickets and stuff to you know like they're and hey we've seen that that level of revenue is not an you know It's not nothing in terms of the
1: franchise, especially to this franchise. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like they're they're gonna, you know, I'm. We may have just stumbled onto the answer. They're gonna have these guys go all out just so they can get those two home playoff games.
1: Well, they would get one at most.
0: No, I'm talking about if they made it through the play-in. If if, in the range they're in, they would not get a home play-in
1: game. Right. Yeah. So. They would have to make yeah, it through the right. play-in,
0: winning both times two, on the road, they, they and then they would zero get the playoff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, if the Lakers Everyone, shut I, 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 down,
0: we, we need some confirmation on if there are like people in the organization like waiting to post expense reports before they see if the team you know gets like two forty-point blowouts at home against the Suns. Um, no
1: company lunches until until. Yeah. The two, <laughs> until the two. Everybody's splitting somebody's HBO account to watch winning time. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: they're having a they're having a showing at the office.
0: Um if the Lakers did shut down LeBron. Like, hey, AD, anyone got a Reddit stream for our game tonight? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um no, they that's they they specifically work with Spectrum so that their their cable would be would be paid for. Well no, maybe I'm talking there's about an the road employee games. rate. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're they're calling Spectrum. They're like, Hey, we know you guys get the road feed. Can you beam that over to us? Like our scouts kind of need it for, you know, different angles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, if the Lakers shut down LeBron and AD, would they, uh, would the Lakers be a final four favorite in the, in the tournament?
0: yes Anthony they still would it's still NBA players like if they tried and we we cannot we cannot guarantee that but can you imagine like current Malik Monk in the NCAA or something he averaging like 50 yeah. points a game like
1: could you imagine current Russell Westbrook in the uh, NCAA because I'm not sure I could
0: <laughs>
1: 10 10 and 10 <laughs> 10 attempts 10 turnovers What's the 10th? Look, all, all
0: I'm saying is that I, I saw how many threes Cal State Fullerton hit the other night. I'm not totally sold on the
1: idea that they couldn't hit more than, you know, some <laughs> members of this team. <laughs> all right. On that note, do you have any losses? I I mentioned that I have plantar fasciitis. It's not like a, it's not a funny story though.
0: Yeah. I mean, I already mentioned that I like messed yeah. up my finger by breaking my own couch.
1: Oh, um, NF tweets. You have yeah. to explain your, your your NF tweet about the uh, Phoenix Suns
0: and oh, how, I how mean,
1: poorly that went.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I tried to count. Ca- like, so I understand why people were upset and why Suns fans were upset, and it's because they can't read. So I think. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the tweet. Uh, this. <laughs> The Suns were lucky. That was a joke. That was a jo- oh man. People are gonna clip just that part, and it's gonna be like because I gave it the pause. Damn.
1: the <laughs> The Suns were lucky to beat the Lakers in the playoff, and it's okay to admit that. Was oh, tweet.
0: you're talking about? I thought you were talking about my tweet. Okay. Oh, you like had my- one. Yeah, I had one the night before where Mm. I compared, you know, like Suns fans were very upset that like Anthony Davis was talking about, you know, that they felt like they would have won if not for injuries. And I like just pulled up multiple screen grabs of like Suns players and coaches talking about how injured they were during the finals. And I guess, you know, so after talking with some of the Suns fans, the distinction that I came to that they were making was they did not expressly say we would have won had we not been hurt. But to me, that's a little bit of a distinction without a difference because you don't bring up how hurt you were if you don't think that you would have had a better chance if you were healthy, you know? Yeah. So to me, but as far as like the, the you know, the the tweet from Silver Screen and Roll, if you're asking me to explain that about an article that I did not write and a headline that I did not write. Um, so our thought process was... That you know Jacob was going to write this story, and it is a very nuanced story. That if you get to the end, you will understand that he is not saying that the Suns are the only lucky team to ever deal with. But it was more an existential examination of the role that luck always plays in sports. It was funny. There were a some lot teams of people... are also
1: luckier than others.
0: Like I don't understand. Well, sure, but and it doesn't take it away from them because it's like there's yeah. the old cliche of, of of luck is just opportunity meets preparation or whatever. And the Suns were prepared and they took advantage of those opportunities that they got yeah. and as we've seen this season they're not like some fluke they're not a bad team they're they have a the number one record in the west and they're continuing mm-hmm. to get better because they have young guys and booker keeps getting better you know chris paul is obviously taking like minor steps back but they have enough young guys that are taking steps forward that it did not it clearly did not matter for them this season they're even better um yeah and their wings so, are so damn good yeah they're they're incredible and so yeah. what what the column was more taking a look it was funny to watch how many people inadvertently summer uh, summarized the premise of the column in their quote tweet attempts to dunk on it because they thought it was like some like oh put an asterisk on this whatever like no it was talking about jacob even mentioned the hey the lakers got lucky in 2020 not because of the bubble but because you know or the circumstances that everybody played in in the bubble but because like you know I, i'm not saying that they wouldn't have beat the heat but it was certainly easier without Goran Drogic and with bam banged up but these are the kind of breaks that you like, You can't just be like, all right, well, we're going to hold out the series until this other team gets healthy. You have to take advantage of that. And the Lakers did just like the Suns did a year later or less than a year later. And the Suns got lucky to a degree. The Lakers were coming off the shortest turnaround in NBA history and that left them more prone to injuries. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to admit, like, you don't have to pretend like your team got no lucky breaks on route to their titles, you know, and you don't have to, we don't have to pretend that these athletes themselves don't feel like they would win. Win every single series they're healthy for and like there aren't reasons outside of their control that they wouldn't win and so that was sort of more what the story was about but uh, a,
1: a lot of including writers
0: uh did not read the story uh before commenting on it so
1: yeah it was funny to see how many people like the the venn diagram of this one was kind of funny to see people dunking on that tweet because so many people dunking on that tweet are the same exact people who get angry at others for not reading all the, the the column. Right. It's interesting like, how that goes, huh? I've oh, seen I guess so look, many Anthony, of the exact people. You know, they're
0: important journalists. Like, fan blogs don't deserve to be read, okay? You know, it's just, oh, yeah, it's just when one of their colleagues writes something. You had better read every single word of it before you comment. Twice. Tweet, okay? Twice. Yeah. Just in case you miss anything. And you need to write a summary that needs to be approved with what you disagreed with, okay? hmm Bullet points because they know more than you. They are coming down and talking to you from on high.
1: Well, you know, you just inherently, if you go to Northwestern or Syracuse, you are smarter than everybody else
0: <laughs> or Cal state Fullerton, the Northwestern of orange County,
1: you know, <laughs> it is in
0: Northwest orange County kinda. Yeah. yeah. It's more like Northeast orange County. I guess <laughs> I think like it's, you know, it's pretty inland <laughs> North orange County. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll skip the east part. It's definitely not like a hundred degrees. Lots of basketball recruits come to Cal State Fullerton. It's great. Yeah, Paul
1: George almost did. Um, no, I, so I, did I, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr was very close. Yeah, yeah. Instead, we got Cedric Sabalos, Bruce and Bowen, Bruce Bowen, Leon Wood, NBA
0: referee. Leon Wood is like the leading scorer and or one of the leading scorers in Cal State Fullerton. I believe Kyle Allman passed him, but I think Leon's like second now.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I I thought here's my I, I don't really wanna spend too much more time on I just on don't the understand Suns.
0: why Suns fans get so upset with like the idea that A D thinks he would well like would you expect your players to be like, Yeah, no, they were just better than us, you know? Yeah, like, like
1: I and and i saw a lot of people don't, i think i look i don't think ad is particularly popular uh, throughout the nba or in any, nba fan look, bases look it's not his fault that he
0: was asked about this by a suns reporter that before a game that that suns reporter probably knew was going to be a blowout and so we're looking to Come up yeah. with a story to write, and so ask like Frank Vogel about this. He was very diplomatic. They asked AD about this, and then uh, AD is as unfiltered as AD usually is, and he said it right before his team got blown out while he was sitting on the bench. So I, I get why it was not a great visual, and why you know, look, all, all do, uh, look, good for Devin Booker and taking advantage of it and using that as like a great
1: dunk attempt. I don't blame them for using that for motivation. You know, no, like I I, I, I don't, I don't think there's really a wrong. Stance to take other than like, if Lakers fans say definitively that the Lakers would have beat the Laker or the the Suns in that series with AD healthy, I think they're wrong. I think the Suns fans who say it wouldn't Anthony, have mattered, you and if... I declared
0: that they were going to win that series after Game Three, and they haven't beaten the Suns since then. <laughs> There's that. Um, this I is really our fault. It's it. You know, we got to take the blame off Andre Drummond. This is our fault.
1: Okay, it's not. It wasn't <laughs> no, his celebration. It's the meme. It's the meme. It it was us, clearly, I think. I think think Suns fans who say it wouldn't have mattered if AD was healthy, that Suns team was still going to beat the Lakers. Like, I think those fans are wrong. But if you're somewhere in the middle, if you say, like, yeah, AD being healthy would have clearly really changed that series. Just like Suns fans would say Chris Paul's shoulder being healthy would have changed how that series played out. Like, there's there's that's how these series that's how playoffs work every big game every big playoff series ever has been affected by some injury some bounce of the ball in in baseball like you, you you're talking about fractions of fractions of fractions of an inch is is the difference between a homer and a pot fly to the second baseman right in football the the, the ball is purposefully shape in, in a way that like it bounces randomly and it gives both teams an opportunity to recover a fumble that changes shit, but any outdoor sport with a wind, with a breeze is going to affect the way that it's uh, that, that a game plays out. Like that's how all of this works. And the size of the, the percentage of a factor that those things are changes depending on what it is. And if you're telling me that the lakers second best player somebody who was playing really well before he got hurt getting hurt doesn't affect the impact of that or the outcome of that series i'm sorry i think you're an idiot just like just like you know and i'm sure suns fans feel the same way when when lakers fans try to tell them that chris paul getting hurt didn't impact the outcome of that series or how that series could have played out i think lakers fans can be idiots in that regard too fans can be idiots that's how this works
0: yeah that was uh that was your career like uh defining statement i think
1: i can be an idiot is my yeah. career defining um. <laughs> that's what i meant <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the lakers lounge uh and let's see i have one more lowdown and i'm off for the week that's gonna we have uh the I Love Basketball podcast tomorrow, and that'll wrap up the uh, pod feed for the remainder of this week.
0: I look forward to finding out if Raj can find a way to love basketball in, like, the 12 hours between when this game ends and, like, that podcast recording, because he sounded so down the last couple post-game pods. Like, I think that Sabrina is still going to be just as upset, but Raj yeah. may be able to recover and be like, oh, no, I rewatched this one, and really won later, the second should have only lost by, like, 15, you know?
1: <laughs> it has been real. I have... Raj, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I love I, you, Raj.
0: I'm sorry that we give you so much shit. It's no, no, just, no, no. It, I'm not sorry for that. You I'm as sorry. A is the only joy that we've gotten in this miserable season.
1: What I'm actually sorry for is bringing him into like the silver screen and roll slack where we are all just hopeless, broken people. And he's just like, he's just like, light. In, he's like it hey, is I trying there to might shine. Be a good team in here with Wenyan Gabriel. <laughs> This is
0: my bad, I love, Raj. Raj. I love Raj. He's been I'm, such
1: a pleasant addition. Yeah, he was. And and I hope we don't break him.
0: Yeah, We are going to. probably. Should we, shut, really. should we shut Raj down for the remainder of the season? Yeah, we should shut season. Raj down for <laughs> podcasting for the rest of the season. Just be like, no, no, no. Don't rewatch this one. I, we just want you to go yeah. home, take yeah. some time off, Get healthy. rest up for next year.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's no um, good
0: team in here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's a good pot in there somewhere, but it won't be if yeah. you have to keep talking I mean, about not, this it's team. It's
0: not this year, you know? It's... <laughs> it's gonna rebuild, a rebuild around you next year when everyone's healthy. All
1: right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you guys next week.